I don't think it's really a Native American. What, what do you think they are? I think that they're aliens. and welcome to the Activity Continues podcast. If you're new here, welcome. We are friends and soul sisters who recap episodes of the TV show, The Dead Files, and we talk about other creepy shit as well as mundane stuff going on in our lives, what TV show we're watching, <laughs> what TikToks we're watching, mm-hmm. whatever we ha- think about basically comes out of our mouth. That's right. I'm Megan. And I'm Amy. Thanks for joining us again. This week, Megan is recapping the Dead Files episode called The Visitors. It's from season 12, episode 10, and it originally aired on April 10th, 2020. So it's one this of the newer weird. ones. This is weird. I honestly, it's a trip, you guys. Yeah. Um, I chose it because it takes place in Minnesota. Yeah. And that's where we currently reside. That is. In Minnesota. In Minnesota, where it was 80 fucking degrees today. 90. Not, was it 90? My car registered 90. Oh, my God. We broke records. And uh, then Saturday, it's supposed to drop all the way back down to 40. Oh, I heard it's going to snow on Sunday. Yeah, I've heard that. Oh, great. <laughs> you Welcome know what? to I Minnesota, it. where Mother I'm Nature's always drunk. Drunk. Yep. She's she, always drunk. Mother Nature, you're drunk. Go home. Go home. Send somebody it's, who's sober. I actually I actually love that about Minnesota. I I think it's kind of charming honestly it's don't put away your winter clothes no. because that's when we get a snowstorm yeah i don't the put latest, my winter clothes away until june i think the latest we've gotten a storm that i can remember was may and we got i think yeah. like 20 inches of yeah. snow yeah so minnesota the only place where you can experience all four seasons in one day that's right yep wear Cash. layers okay. yes Dress you have to layers. wear layers <laughs> you have to you can't not wear layers. Because you'll be putting them on and taking them off and putting them, them off on and taking but, them yep. off. Mm-hmm. We, yep. um, we opened my son's window tonight, which always freaks me out. But I have a big two by four. Um, Well, it's not that long, but it's a big, thick plank that I put in his window. And I angle it so people, if they're trying to get in, they're, they, have, they can't. I mean, it's mm-hmm. thick. Yeah. Okay. And he has two entrances to his room. And so I always lock the door and I put stuff by it. And my husband is like, you're being ridiculous. And I'm like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Mm. And I'd rather be ridiculous than not. Yeah, exactly. Better safe than sorry. Yeah. That's why when I let my little dog go outside, I stand right next to her in mm-hmm. case I need to fight an owl. And you need to hawk. get one of those spiky vests I know. for her. I know. I do. They're so expensive, though. I know. I know. Holy they are. Crap. Like a hundred bucks. Yeah. And she would hate it. She would. She would just sit there on the floor in a lump because she hates kind of the way, anything. Kind of like how when you put anything on a cat's back, they just yeah. kind of stand there well, and then fall over. Yeah. <laughs> Gracie does that too. She hates wearing anything. I put a sweater on her and she freezes like she's frozen in time. She just, mm-hmm. and her, her eyes go around like, what, what, what did you do to me? What are you doing? And I have to go over and like push her. Like you can like, move. You can move. You can You're, walk. Yeah. Your legs do are Do you think not. you'll ever get another cat? 
I don't know. Sometimes I really miss cats. Because they're the best. Mm, except that their litter boxes are stinky and they throw up on you while you're sleeping and bring in dead mice and dogs who eat their poop. I don't I mean, care. That's much better. Ugh, I don't no. I don't like it when when like Digby goes out and eats Fazzy's poop and then he comes and sits next to me and goes Bleh, burps right in my face. That's just I would probably vomit it's, on him. It's pretty hideous. I have gagged a couple of times when he's done that. Yeah. So when he comes in from outside and sits next to me, I push him. I go, no, go, go sit somewhere else. I don't know yeah. what you've been doing out there. Uh-uh. It's uh-uh. nasty. Gross. Nasty. I tell um, and uh, actually, you do know what he's been doing out there. And that's well, I don't, don't always see him, but I, I can assume yeah. that there's a good chance that's what he's been doing. No. no he burps a lot anyway. You can see him sitting across the room. He just looks at you and goes, <laughs> <He's> <laughs> such a man. <laughs> he totally is. <laughs> he totally is. <laughs> oh, Digby. Um, I started watching Night Agent on Netflix because oh, my how friend is that? recommended it. It's, yeah, I've heard it's, it's good. good. Is that it's? I mean, it's nothing new. There's no revolutionary okay. plots or anything, but it's a okay. really good action movie okay. show. Show. Yeah. Um, it's been renewed for a second season, and the main actor's easy on the eyes. So, oh, okay. That yeah. doesn't hurt. No, it's good. You know, good. but it's like nonstop action. So. Okay. But it, I mean, I I've only seen one episode, but okay. Yeah, I've heard that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, My do friend you remember- recommended to it. Me recommended it, it to me. To, yeah. <laughs> Words are hard. Words are very it's, hard. It's five to nine, you guys. It's, I'm it's almost pushing, already in bed. I know it's time. it's pretty close to my bedtime. And we just started. We just, <laughs> I had a I had a previous meeting tonight and so I and I did duck out of it early. I told her I have to be done by 8:30 and she's like cuz we're supposed to be it's supposed to be 7:30 to 8:30 but it always goes over. Right. And I said I I do have to duck out by 8:30 so if, quack, you, quack. if I disappear that's why. Yeah. <laughs> quack, quack. <laughs> so it started going a little bit over and she's like Amy I know if you have to go you have to go and I'm like yeah I really better go. So and I don't think like, it's still be going. Anyway, do you remember several weeks ago now when I was telling you that Greg and I were watching The Traitors? Traitors? Was that the show in Scotland? Yeah. Yeah, Scottish I watched a Castle. couple episodes with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, well, they have a UK version. That was the American version, even though mm. it's in Scotland. It's in Scotland. It's done by Alan Cumming, who's a, or he's the host. Oh, I um, love him. I know, he's awesome who's also Scottish, yes. but that was the American version. There is a UK version. I bet it's so much better. No, it's actually almost identical. They're in Scotland. They're in the same castle. They're doing the same. But are the people um, better, though? Because I feel like the people would be I better. Thought, I like the people maybe better because they're not reality stars. They're just yeah. regular people. Leave it to America to put you know reality stars in a reality show instead of regular people. But yeah. Whatever. I mean, there I mean, were the, regular people in the American version. And too. it was the, yeah. the episode that I saw was good of mm-hmm. the American one. It was, you know, it was um, entertaining, mm-hmm. but you're, you definitely knew that they were reality stars. Like they, they knew how to create the drama and right. they knew how to kind of be backstabbers like from the get go. So, right. right. Well, some of these do too, but I don't, but they're not, I mean, some of them are actors, but they're mm-hmm. not reality stars. Mm-hmm. And they're not actors that are pop famous so that people yeah. would know that they're because they're hiding the fact that they're an actor. 
Which Sorry. reminds me, do you remember I told you about that show that was coming out called Jury Duty? Yes. Which is uh, kind of like you, and you said, oh, like Joe Schmo. <laughs> And yes. I was like, oh, my God, somebody else that knows what Joe Schmo is. Nobody else knows. <laughs> and I loved it. No. He was the nicest man. I know. And they shit all over him. I know. So people listening, if you don't know what we're talking about, there was a show on, oh, my God, it was so It long was in the now. early 2000s because I was in college. And okay. I would watch it in college. So yeah. at least 2003 to 2005 because I okay. watched it in the dorms. Okay. And... The guy, I think his name was actually Joe. I think it was. He was like a regular, I think he was like a construction worker or like like he worked with his hands. Yeah. And he was in a reality TV show or so he thought. Mm -hmm. But every single person in the show was an actor Mm -hmm. and they were trying to get him to. It was like a dating show, wasn't it? Like a a bachelorette or something like that. But. But there were men and women, so there were... So I think they were trying... It was like a dating show where men tried to find women. It wasn't like a bachelor type okay. where one man and all the women. It right. Was- but they were... They kept... I don't remember what they... They were trying to get him to... I don't remember what they were trying to do, but... Do you remember what they were... Like the goal of I the don't. actors was to do? I don't. Except to fuck with him, I don't know. To fuck with him, basically. And if he made it all the way to the end without figuring it out, then then he he won like a million dollars. Yeah. And he won. Yeah. He he totally believed everything. Or he said he did. Yeah. Wouldn't you for a million dollars? I can pretend to. Yeah. I mean, if you really did, though, imagine the trust issues he must have now. (laughs) But that was a really fun show. And this jury duty is very similar. There's, it's about jury duty. It's about a guy who goes and gets called into jury duty and it goes, it walks us. I only watched the first episode, but it walks us through like the process of getting chosen for jury or not, or getting out of it or trying to figure out how to get out of it. And we we are following this guy and I can't remember his name. I'll say Tom and everybody else in it is an actor Mm -hmm. and including my boyfriend, James Marsden. I was going to say there was somebody that I like knew I knew who they were, but I couldn't think of it was. I kept wanting to say Paul Rudd and I'm like, that's not right. Oh, he's, he's my other famous. boyfriend. But yeah. Does James so, Spader know about this? Oh, yeah. I have a lot of betrayal. I have a lot of movie star boyfriends. That's OK. Or James, he doesn't deserve that. That's OK. <laughs> he's married. So am I. So it's all good. I mean, I feel like for James Spader, though, Greg should give you a pass. Oh, he would give me a pass for any of them, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so you was the first episode good? It was good. Yeah, it was. It's it's a little cringy, you know. It's a little. Um, it's Is it a like little, secondhand embarrassment. No, he, it, they don't embarrass him. They're, okay. I mean, they're he'd be friends James Marsden right away. Um, but it's just the people do ridiculous things, and then he has to be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe they're doing that." Oh, I where see. we are like, "Oh well, they're." doing it to get a rise out of you, you know? Right. Um, But he thinks it's real. He thinks it's real. Yeah. And the people are very good. You know, usually you can tell when actors are acting, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like when there was a podcast that was, everybody thought it was real. The bat, uh, something tapes, black tapes, blank tapes. No, no, something tapes podcast. Anyway, it was really good, but like an episode and a half in, I was like, this is not real. This is maybe even earlier than that. I'm like, these are actors. They're not bad actors, mm-hmm. but you can tell they're not regular people just talking. Yeah. They're acting. 
but um, I want to say the black tapes. Anyway, I'll figure it out and I'll put it in the show notes. But it was a really good show. But yeah. you knew it wasn't real. Mm-hmm. But, nice. but these guys are really good. Yeah. So that's another one I would recommend. Okay. Okay. That's all so, I got for shows. Okay. I really, yeah. I haven't really been. I've literally, as soon as Jordan goes to bed, I've been going to bed. <laughs> yeah. Living it up. Living it up. Big life. I yep. thought there was, oh, I know what I wanted to, there was something else I wanted to mention. Did I put something in here? Oh, we have to welcome a new patron. Scarlet. Scarlet welcome. and the Grey Witch. She's who, the one who has the dog. Yep. Merlin the Magnificent. Is that his name? Merlin the Magic Dog. I think it's Merlin the Magic She's dog. yelling at us right now. Yeah, I know. Sorry. It's fine. Join, join Amy. She- yeah. <laughs> so uh, she joined, so she will be at her happy welcome. hour. Welcome. Which- which it will have already happened by the time this, this comes uh, out. airs, but um, was super fun, wasn't it? Yeah, I loved every minute. So of much it. fun! We had a great time. Oh, it was so fun! <laughs> so much fun! We had a blast. Loved it. it was so much fun. I don't even remember what date it happened. I know. I know. Me too. <laughs> we have to kind of time travel a little bit here. We do. Also, Amy Ellen postponed her announcement that we had talked about last week, mm-hmm. um, but it'll probably be up by the time this airs. She. Pulled some muscles in her leg, you know, the leg that's bad. Yeah. She did. Um, that she broke when she fell in the winter. Yeah. She slipped on. I don't think she slipped on ice or anything. I think she I was in she somewhere did. warm. I, oh. It was on a path on a at a Airbnb. Oh. And okay. I don't know if she tripped on something that was there or if she slipped on ice. She could have slipped on ice. I don't recall. Yeah. But I do... Want to talk about another TV show, but I don't want to do it until we are done with your episode okay. because it. I don't want to spoiler alert your episode. Okay, sounds good. Skip the shopping struggle. Get curated outfits picked by stylists who know your taste. We recently tried Wantable, and I love everything about them. They sent me a box full of stuff, and. I think I kept three of the items and returned the rest. However, I noticed after I had sealed the bag and scheduled a pickup that I had forgotten to return an item and was so worried that I would be charged for it. I reached out to Wantable and immediately they sent me a different return label to package up the item that I had forgotten to send. Not only is their stuff top tier, high quality, adorably cute garments, but their customer service is top notch. I 100% will continue using them. I've already purchased and received my second box, and I look forward to many boxes from them. Get $25 off your first order by going to theactivitycontinues.com slash wantable. Free shipping and returns. Wantable edits your style. Unleash the power of stories anywhere, anytime with Audible. Immerse yourself in gripping stories, insightful knowledge, and captivating characters anytime, anywhere. Audible is your library on the go. With hundreds of thousands of titles across every genre, there's a world of reading waiting for your ears. Listen while you cook, clean, or commute. Free your eyes to conquer your day all while feeding your mind. Start your 30-day free trial today and discover the joy of listening. Go to audibletrial.com slash TAC. That stands for The Activity Continues. 
With your free 30-day trial, you get one credit, two credits if you're a Prime member, good for any premium selection titles you like, yours to keep. You get the Audible Plus catalog of podcasts, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. Listen all you want. No credits needed. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash T-A-C. Um, a couple of warnings, content warnings. There is veteran suicide okay. in this episode. There's alien abduction. Mm-hmm. So as we said, we are in Coleraine, Minnesota. It's about an hour and a half from Duluth. They didn't say what direction. Oh, I looked it up. But I think I'm assuming southwest because Duluth is right on the water. Lake Superior. I will tell you because I looked it up and I did a screenshot if I can find it now. I'm going to say Southwest. Coleraine. It's in Itasca County. Mm -hmm. Which is north of the cities. Yeah, it did say that it was. Okay. It is approximately 200 miles north of uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul and 80 miles northwest of Duluth. Damn it. I had the west part, right? Yeah. So points for that. And it's called The Visitors, and it takes place April 10th. So we get to 2020, so two, three years ago. Oh, my God, it was almost three years ago to the day because this is the 12th Oh, my gosh, you're right. Recording. It's the 12th right now. So Amy gets there, and she says one of the first and main people she encounters is an older man. She says he stays really low, and he moves around like a dog. And he says there's a lot of energy there, and he can use that energy to move stuff. So stuff around the house she thinks will be moving. And she even said there might be some PK energy that he can tap in and use. Mm. So then we go to Steve and Carrie. Um, and she's really, and the, the main reason she called is she is concerned about her seven-year-old son, Kellen. He's the youngest and the most affected. She lives there with her husband, Jason, his daughter, Sadie, and then Kellen, who's seven. So he, she's lived there for six years. Now she purchased the house as a single mother. And when her husband, Jason, and his daughter moved in, that's what the activity really increased. It had been there before, but kind of kicked it up a notch. Okay. And her son, Kellen, has really, really bad dreams and anxiety. And he's super scared to the point that he doesn't sleep in his room. He sleeps with his sister in her room all the time mm. because he just doesn't want to be alone. And it's revealed later in the episode that Sadie even sleeps with the light on in her room. Like mm. she's too scared to to turn the light off. Then we have an incident when Kellen was about two and a half. Carrie said she was in the kitchen. There's a, a laundry room right off the kitchen. And she said he looked at the laundry room, walked back to the corner of it. And then it, it was physically thrown across the room. Like it looked like somebody had tossed a, a doll across the room. And it was the kid. But it was a Being kid. Thrown. Yep. It was Kellen, the two-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old. Yep. So then Steve asks about Kellen's biological father, and it is revealed that he was a Marine. And a few years ago from when this episode happened, he um, died by suicide. Oh. PTSD, veteran suicide. Oh. Yeah, it's... Oh, it's just awful. And as soon as she said that, I just... She said he was a Marine, and I went, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Because I knew what was coming. Mm-hmm. When asked what sorts of things are happening, she said they hear knocking, things move on their own, they see shadow figures everywhere, and now things are starting to get physical. I want to get physical. Physical. Uh, 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 uh. 
Next, we go to Amy outside, and she's, you know, they're walking around in their parkas because it's April. Not actually, it's not April, but it aired in April. So I'm assuming it's, you know, <laughs> a couple it was months earlier before that. Yeah. In Minnesota, it's brisk. So she said she's seen a guy in a top hat sitting up in a tree. And she said he moves really fast, and she thinks he was maybe Native American. And then she said there's something else with him. It's really tall, and she feels like they're connected. She said this thing is seven feet tall at least. Holy cats. And she said the elderly man that she saw when she first got there is telling her that this thing cursed him, and it cursed the house. And when the older man was alive, she felt like he was being bothered by the Native American. And Amy doesn't really understand why this um, indigenous man would be acting really sketchy and creepy, but that's kind of what's going on with him. So then we go back to Carrie and Steve, and they're in the basement, and Carrie said she doesn't like the basement. Nobody ever likes the basement. I don't know why everything has to hang out in the basement, I but know. that's where we are. <laughs> she said anytime she's down there, she has a really unsettling feeling in her stomach. She gets really queasy. Steve asks if she has that uh, feeling now, and she said, yeah, I want to leave. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to be down here. I want to leave. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, what other things do you experience down here? And she said she'll get the feeling like she's walked through a wall of spider webs under her clothes as well as on top of the skin. She said, yeah, I know. Gross. She said it just feels tingly all over her skin. And she doesn't get that feeling anywhere else except downstairs, not upstairs or anything. Only downstairs. Um, She also said she's heard knocking and she kind of wraps. It's got kind of unfinished. And so she wraps on a piece of wood and she said it's always two wraps and it's louder than what she did. Um, And and hers were pretty loud. So Uh so it's definitely, you know, a, a, a knock. You can't mistake it for, you know, air in the pipes or whatever. So then Amy's in the basement and she said the old man likes to be down here. It's where he feels the safest. She said he had something wrong in his mind before he died, and Amy is kind of getting lost in his mind. It's kind of all over the place, and Mm. and it's not cohesive. She said the living would hear noises like something is living in the walls, you know, knocks coming from the walls, and, you know, it just sounds like something or someone is living in the walls. Mm -hmm. And the, the living female that's there, he's mistaking her for a woman that he knew when he was younger. And he's trying to get her attention by touching her. And she said, Amy said that the living woman would feel touched, like something, you know, trying to get her attention. And she said the living in the basement would feel very nauseous, very queasy. They just wouldn't like being down there. So then we go up to the master bedroom with Carrie and Steve. And, you know, Steve's like, what's going on in here? And Carrie's like, well, I've actually heard growling. Like, and she actually growls. Like, (laughs) We know what growling is, but they, <laughs> um, and they have two dogs. It's not the dogs, Steve. It's not the dogs, Steve. It's never the dogs. It's never the dogs. Although this, mm, I'm gonna okay. Uh, <laughs> she's never heard either of the dogs sound like that, so she's like, it's not the dogs. She said she sees a tall, uh, a shadow figure, and she said it's tall, dark black to gray, and it goes from floor to ceiling. So it's super, super tall. Holy cat. She says she gets woken up almost every night between two to four and she feels like somebody is watching her. This happened to me when I was in Madison for like a month and a half straight. I woke up at almost the exact same time every night. Really? Yep. It was like two between two and two oh five AM. Oh, that precise. Wow. Yes. I wake up between three and four every night. Yeah. 
I don't like it. She says that she, you know, Steve's like, well, what do you want us to do here? And she said, well, we hope that you can bring peacefulness to their house. And Steve goes, well, you're not asking for too much, are you? No. <laughs> I'm like, people have asked you to save their marriage. I, know. I feel like that's more than this. <laughs> someone's going to die. Last week it was someone's going to die yeah. if you don't fix this. And this no time it's like, just bring peace back to my house. And Steve's like, well, that's a fucking big ask, Carrie. <laughs> Calm down, Steve. So then we see Amy in the master bedroom and she goes, they're here, which is super ominous. Mm -hmm. She said that she sees shadow people here, maybe four at a time. She said the living can't move. It's almost like they have sleep paralysis. Like they might feel like they're dreaming, but they're actually awake or vice versa. And she said she's, it feels like the female is the one waking up and they feel like they're asleep, but they're not. So then we go to Sadie, who's Jason's daughter. She's 17, and she said she's really worried. She was sitting at the kitchen table. Her hand started to hurt. She looked down, and there was a really long scratch, like a welt on her hand. And I actually got a picture of it, so I'll show it to you. But it's like from the web of her thumb down to her wrist. And it's pronounced. It's a welt. Like it's not. Like a cat scratch? Yeah. How they get puppy like that? Yeah, exactly. It's exactly like that. But it wasn't a cat. Right. Or a dog. Right. And then she said she's been sitting on the couch and she's watched a picture fly off the shelf. And Steve said, you know, did it look like it fell or, you know, maybe something knocked it over? She said, no, it it didn't look like it fell. She said it looked like somebody threw it. And she thinks whatever it is wants them out. Usually that's the case. Usually that's the case. They don't do this stuff because they want to be friends. (laughs) so then amy enters um the kids room i think it's sadie's room and amy says okay this is uh, bad she's getting depression she's getting fear she's getting grief and she's very confused and she said some of the pk stuff might be coming uh from this room and Matt asks where the PK stuff is coming from. And Amy says it's the person of this room. Matt asks if she knows why. And Amy says, They're in a lot of emotional turmoil. So huh. lots going on in that room. Well, and, and she's a teenager, Sadie. So that could be, that's when that stuff usually happens yeah. when you're creating and that. And you, you got to remember that it. Kellen's sleeping with her too. He's right. lost his father to suicide. I yep. mean, there's a lot of emotions in that room. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Amy also said that whoever's in this room might have seen the tall one, that the thing that's with the Native American. They might have seen this one. Mm-hmm. And Matt asks Amy what it's doing. And Amy said it's just standing there staring at the person in the room, which could gross. Buy. No, thank you. Mm -mm. Then we go to Kellen, cutest little boy. I can't. Mm. Like, just sandy blonde hair, just precious. He doesn't like living there. He said every time he walks into his bedroom, he thinks of scary stuff. He says that's why he sleeps with Sadie. He thinks that something in the room is giving him nightmares. And Steve asks what one of the nightmares was. And he says his whole family died. And I can't imagine being seven years old no. and having a dream that your whole family died. Poor kid. Yeah. And then he says he's seen shadow figures. He said he saw one in the laundry room. Remember where he got thrown? He mm-hmm. said it was about the size of Steve. And he also saw a tall one in Sadie's room. 
So shadow figures are kind of all over the house, really. So now we're back in the living room with Amy, and Amy sees the supposed Native Americans and the big tall thing with him coming in through the window. And Matt says, why did you say supposed? (laughs) She says, I don't think this person, this is a Native American. Matt asks, what what do you think they are? I think that they're aliens. Matt asks if they can change the way people perceive them. And Amy says, yes. Matt asks what they want. And Amy says they want to take the person. Um, Matt asks if they've been successful. And Matt and Amy says, yes. He asks how the person may be affected by that. And Amy says, they feel like they're being touched. But then I don't know how much they're remembering of the whole encounter. Oh, yeah. Then we talk to Jason. We're back in a garage. So we're coming back to our <laughs> yep. Steve asks Jason if he feels any guilt moving Sadie in. Like, dude, of course he does. Like, you don't need to fucking ask that. And <laughs> Rub if he it did in. it before, he does now. Yeah. And Jason's like, yeah, like, she didn't ask for this. I, mm-hmm. you know, I fell in love and ugh, Steve, come on. <laughs> So Steve asks what experiences Jason's had, and he says he's gotten scratched as well over 50 times. Like he is getting scratched. Wow. Yeah. Left and right. Steve says Carrie told Steve about the knocking and the growling, and Jason scratches. Steve asks if it could be rodents. That's (laughs) a new one. That is a new one. And asks Jason if they've ever had their house checked out for rodents. Jason says, nope, we have not. Dude. Um, he also sees shadow figures as well. He says he's constant. He sees something walking through the kitchen constantly, like back and forth. And he says it goes from floor to ceiling. So these things are big. Wow. They're really, really big. And feels like whatever is there doesn't want them there. So that's kind of a common thought here. Yeah. Yeah. So then we got Steve and he does kind of a voiceover and he says, Look, Carrie and Jason tell me they hear knocking in the walls and growling sounds. Sounds to me like some kind of wildlife problem. Now, what that would be in the friggin' frozen tundra out here, I got no clue. <laughs> Dude, you're from New York. Like, yeah. it's not like you're from Hawaii. I know. <laughs> You've experienced. You have squirrels there, too. You have squirrels. You have snow. You have blizzards. You have uh, yeah. wind chill. Like, yeah. This isn't fucking new territory. He's probably been in Miami for so long that he forgot all about it. Probably he's acclimated. So then we go to Michael Bryan. He's a wildlife control expert, and he's going to check the house out for rodents. All right. Yeah. So we have a little interview with with Mike before he does his little shtick. And he says the growling and knocking could be a squirrel. We have northern flying squirrels and gray squirrels, and sometimes they'll go into houses. Mm-hmm. So then they do this whole montage of him, like with a flashlight looking around and <laughs> picking stuff up and like a, ba- I don't, so staged. It's just like the weirdest thing. And then they meet back, and Steve's like, What do you got? And Mike's like, Well, I found some spots where squirrels might have gotten in. He said he found an acorn upstairs. And apparently, I learned this. Flying squirrels chew acorns in a very unique way. So wow. you're able to tell when a flying squirrel is eating an acorn. Well, cool. Listen, we learn something new every day. That's what we're here for is to That's, teach people yeah. stuff that they, About, if, in case they missed it on the yeah. dead files. Yeah, we're here for you guys. Mm-hmm. 
So he says the growling could be the squirrels because I guess they get aggressive when they're with their acorns that they chew uniquely, um, but not the scratches. <laughs> I, the scratches are not like, this is my acorn. Arr. Like, that's how I'm at. They're pirate squirrels, apparently. Oh, okay. Do they yeah. have um, eye patches? Eye yep. patches? Yeah. Yep. Okay, cool. Okay. And instead of a parrot, they have little bitty gold finches because, you know, oh. the parrots would be very big on the That would squirrels. be very big, yeah. And they'd probably eat them if we're probably. being honest. So then we go back to the master bedroom and Amy says what they're seeing is not shadow people. That's how they're projecting themselves. They're Mm -hmm. actually seeing aliens. And that Amy is scared of aliens. That's the one thing she is afraid of. And Amy thinks they're actually being abducted by aliens. Oh, man. I listen. We've talked about my thoughts on aliens before. I know. So when she said that. You're not buying it. I was kind of like, Amy, I love Amy. You guys know how much I love Amy, but I just, we're in an entire, like, if you think about the universe, we are like a smaller than a grain of sand in the entire universe. Our Mm -hmm. planet is. Mm -hmm. I just can't fathom aliens coming down. Well, now that I say that, they're going to abduct me. They're going to be like, I'm (laughs) You're next. Please don't abduct me. <laughs> she says that the the people there are in danger. They do get abducted and returned back. They have PTSD. They have flashbacks and they have traumatizing nightmares about being dissected. So great. Dissected? I thought yeah. they just stuck things up your bum. <laughs> I don't know what the aliens are if doing. If they are disi- dissecting you, how come you're not cut up when you come back? Stop. I don't alien magic. I don't know. Okay. Then we're back in the kids' room, and Amy says the old man likes to be in there. He makes a lot of noise. They'll hear footsteps, and she said it sounds like somebody is living in the walls, and people might think it would be a rodent in the walls. God, she's so good. Mm-hmm. Aliens? Okay. Well, to hear Greg tell it, Steve just tells her everything ahead of time, and she just repeats it back. That's Greg, what Greg yeah. That's what he thinks is happening. I'm like, don't you think they'd have gotten caught by now? 14 years of doing this somebody would have snitched somebody would have snitched somebody would have been disgruntled that their raise wasn't enough or Mm -hmm. they would have wanted the publicity and they would have Mm -hmm. snitched Mm -hmm. so then we meet lila crow she's a historian and steve's like i'm gonna go digging around to the archives (laughs) oh no wait we don't dig through the archives yet we dig to them later that's later Good. So we meet Lila, which I love that name, Crow. That's a great name. And we learn about John Riley and his family. They had six kids. It's a lot of kids. Uh, and they moved to Colerain in 1906. They bought the property in 1914. John was an engineer who worked for a local mine. And one of his sons, Barney, was like a really good skier. Uh, he actually won National Amateur Championship for skiing. And he was a ski jumper, mm. which... I'm not going down a hill on skis, let alone jumping off Mm-mm. of something. Mm-mm. Have we met? I would break Mm-mm. literally every bone in my body. Yeah, I'd go down a hill on my butt and that's it. I'd, I'd pull a sunny bono and run into a tree. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not happening. Mm-mm. But he was such a good skier that they had a nickname for him and they called him the Irishman or the Wild Irish Rose. Which has nothing to do with skiing. They were Irish, though. <laughs> okay. I don't come up with the nicknames. How about the Irish jumper or, you know, Irish skier or something has to do with skiing, too. They were not very creative back in the day, you know, because they go Irish bullet. Oh, there you go. Yep. Yep. 
They should have asked me. I would have so many, so many. We literally options. just came up with three in like five I know. seconds. I know. They should have hired us. Yep. So uh, things are going really great, and then they aren't. Uh, in 1935, Barney's mother fell tragically ill. She suffered suffered for three days and died of septicemia. Now you might be asking us, Amy and Megan, what is septicemia? Yeah, you might. Well, I will let you know. Lila Crow informed us that it is an infection of the liver. Ooh. So not great. Oh. Then it's, I, it's not the same as sepsis, is it? No, because sepsis That's is in the an blood. infection in the blood. Right. Yeah. Okay. God, we should be doctors. I know. If anybody from Mayo Clinic is listening to this, like, give us jobs. <laughs> we could we could work for y'all. I took a quiz on the internet a few yeah. years ago, and it told me I could be a doctor. So oh, yeah, there you go. Literally, what more do you need? Right. I can't think of anything else. No. You're in. I'm basically I, I'm a doctor now. Uh, then, so in 1935, Barney's mother passed away. In 1936, Barney's father got full blown dementia. Mm. So that. It's not fun. Kidney disease. Mm. And then he died on March 3rd in 1936 in the house. Mm. So then Steve is like, well, you know, John's dead. Who gets the property next? It's Barney, right? Lila's like, au contraire. It is not Barney. (laughs) Au contraire, mon frère. It is John Jr. He's the oldest. And he gets the property. Yeah. But then two years later, he dies of stomach cancer at 51. So then Barney gets the property. Finally. Within a year, Barney has a heart attack and died backing out of his driveway at 48 years old. Oh, my God. Four deaths in four years. Started in 1935, and then Barney died in 1939. Wow. Like, boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. So, not great. Mm Mm-mm. Then we're outside again with Amy, and she says the old man won't stop. She says she thinks that he had dementia. He's in his late 70s, and he's not from that long ago. Like, she would put him, you know, no earlier than the 1930s. Hmm. So he died in 1936, was it? Yeah, actually, she said no earlier than the 40s. But yeah, he died in 1936. Okay. So four years off. I think that's okay. We'll give it to her. Yeah, we'll give it to her. We'll allow it. Yeah. So then she's in the basement, and she said she there's an illness associated with him, something with his stomach. And he died with kin- of kidney disease. So in this stomach area again, I like I'm not even so trying, good. and I know anatomy. <laughs> like, I'm not even thinking about right. it. Doctors are like, your kidney's not in your stomach. I know, <laughs> but it's in the abdominal region. Okay, it's somewhere between the neck and the Pelvis. legs. So to me, that's your stomach. All right, yeah. I don't make the all rules. same thing. It's the same thing. She also says that there's something with his business. She got dirt or digging. Maybe mining of some kind. And she thinks that something happened to his wife and some of his kids. And he's just kind of, you know, struck with grief over that. So now we're digging through the archives. Now. And fun fact, I actually told people at work this fun fact today about Pillsbury. You're going to learn it with me because I learned it. But oh, cool. Pillsbury was started in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. The the croissant and the cinnamon rolls and <laughs> that little dude, they started <laughs> the here. Pillsbury Doughboy. Yeah. So we meet Carrie Drayful. She's a genealogist, not, not a, gynecologist. a gynecologist. And we learn about John Sergeant Pillsbury. Started off in the printing industry, and then that didn't go well. So he went to work at his brother's hardware store. Natural progression. Like sure. you don't print, you go to hardware. 
And then from hardware to crescent rolls. Yep. Obviously. Um, in 1855, John moves out to Minneapolis. I don't know where he started, um, but his wife's name is Mah- Mahala. So I'm thinking maybe mm-hmm. Hawaii or Polynesia mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. some place like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm speculating here. I have no idea. So he was like, you know what? Like I worked in a hardware store. I'm going to keep that going. And so he opens a hardware store in Minneapolis. It went really well. It went so well that he actually had a warehouse with all of his hardware stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know what hammers and shit. I don't <laughs> I'm a doctor. Might have been like a like a Home Depot. Yeah, I'm no? a doctor. I'm not a construction worker. <laughs> I don't right. know what they do. That's right. Um, no one would expect you to. Maybe. No one. W- I can only be. You can't really take it all on. I can't listen. I got to save no. some for everybody else. That's right. Uh, 1857. He had a fire. And in that warehouse, lost all the merchandise. Oh, so no. she gone. All those fucking hammers just whoop up in flames. <laughs> uh, hammers are so flammable. <laughs> if I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. <laughs> hammers are flammable. Mm-hmm. The fire actually cost him $36,000, which today would be about $340,000. Woof. It's a lot of, that's a lot of dough. That's <laughs> a lot of dough. Get it? I'm here all week, folks. Tip your weight staff. <laughs> So then with his nephew, Charles, Charles and John started the Pillsbury Company. And as you know, that went very well. Very they well. actually just tore his mansion down a few years ago. It was like the biggest mansion in Minnesota. It was ginormous. Really? It was huge. Yeah, it was. I want to say it was off by west, maybe west of Minnetonka. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm again, speculating, but I know well, there's take- a. You know, there, there's, there's a street in South Minneapolis that's Pillsbury mm-hmm. at Pillsbury Avenue. And Greg actually lived on that street. And there's a bunch of mansions down there. And he lived in an old one that was like converted into apartments and stuff. Yeah. But I bet it was haunted. Um, uh, yeah, it was absolutely haunted. Yeah, not for Greg, though. <laughs> no, he, no, he didn't see anything. But yeah, so fun fact, they just tore his mansion down a few years ago. Hmm. Additionally, so the Pillsbury Company was going so well that he and his nephew, Charles, decided to invest some of that wealth in railroads throughout Minnesota and building the railroads. Also, he went into politics, ran for governor, and won in 1875. Wow. I know. Listen, I didn't know we had a Pillsbury governor. We didn't just have a Pillsbury governor. We had the, the Pillsbury governor. The OG. This was like Midas. Like everything this guy touched just yeah. was super successful. Except for that hardware Hard- fire. You know what? Listen, out of a, we don't talk about that. <laughs> don't bring it up. All right. It's too soon. Too <laughs> soon. <laughs> 200 years ago. 200 soon. years ago. It's fine. Uh, actually, just 100, probably 150 because we're in the mm. 1850s. Mm. Math. Math be mathin'. So everything was going great until 1887 when he bought our client's property. Our client, like I fucking know them. (laughs) He didn't live on it, but he bought it to speculate for coal, which makes me think he just sat on the property going, I wonder if there's coal here. Yeah. Speculating. (laughs) I'm speculating. Let's speculate. (laughs) Is there coal? I assume that that speculates in a fancy word for like digging. Probably. Digging for coal. Digging to the coal mine. (laughs) Yeah. So he bought in 1887. August of 1901, he started trying to sell the property. Weeks later, he found out he had kidney disease. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. Second one, because John Riley got kidney disease. Right. And he developed a whooping cough. Which Pillsbury very, did. Pillsbury did. Yeah. John Pillsbury, which was very deadly back then. Yes. I think we have a vaccine for that. We do. Yeah. It's crazy. I want to say it's also called pertussis. Is it? Whooping cough? I think yeah. pertussis is also a whooping cough. Whooping cough. Whooping. Whooping cough is different than whoop. There it is. Yeah, it is. Separate things. Yeah, it's different. October 18th of 1901, John had a, or yeah, John Pillsbury had a ruptured brain vessel, which he ultimately passed away from, and he was 74. Oh, my. Yeah. It's not, a, not, not. Good. Well, that's old for that time. It is, but to die from a ruptured brain vessel? When I your kidney's already on the fritz? Yeah. I mean, can you pick one? thing to just fail body so then we're back with amy in the living room and she's with the old man again and he doesn't understand why things are so bad with people he doesn't understand that it's uh the aliens who are doing everything and and the people who are affected by the aliens are all men and she says it's really not good then we go to the sketch and she goes, I saw a lot of things on my walk, but the main thing that concerned me was the aliens who are abducting the living in the master bedroom. I'm like, okay, that would have concerned That's me. That's fair. Too. That would. That's a fair. That upset me as well. Concerning. Sorry. Uh, so we're with Carrie and Jason in the reveal and Steve gives the background. Found out here they had five kids, but only two living at home. And they don't go into anything else about those other five kids. Um, they just say they have five Oh, kids, so they probably both had kids from other yeah. relationships? Okay. I would think so, yeah. Okay. Then Amy discusses going upstairs. She said she's in Sadie's room. The person, but she doesn't know it's Sadie's room. She just says, I'm in the room on the right. Mm-hmm. And the person in that room was suffering from extreme depression Depression centered around loss and grief and confusion. Due to all of those emotions, they were triggering an ability they had called psychokinesis or PK ability. Objects will move in that room. And, you know, they say, well, Cullen sleeps in that room. And Carrie tells Amy that his biological father, you know, died by suicide. And she said since then, Cullen is very sensitive with his emotions, which, yeah. Of course. She said he's an empath. And then she also talks oh. about the laundry room incident where he was thrown. Hmm. And then Steve shows Amy the photo of Sadie's scratch and then Jason's as well. He has a couple of photos of his scratches. And Amy says those could be, you know, PK abilities. And they said, well, you know, who is it? And she said it's really rare for a young child to exhibit PK abilities. But she said it is probably Kellen, oh. given everything that he's dealt with. Okay. So then we talk about the elderly male and she says his safe space is the basement. And that's when Carrie says she hates the basement, doesn't like going in the basement. And Amy says that the male showed Amy that he was trying to get the intention, attention of a female in the house by tapping her or touching her. Mm-hmm. And that's when Carrie says, you know, she gets the sensation of the spider webs on her skin. And Amy goes, mm-hmm, that's him. Ugh. And Amy says he can manipulate sounds as though he's living in the house. Remember, she said it sounds like people would think that someone's in the walls. Yeah, yeah. And that's when Carrie says, well, I hear knocking and I've heard growling. And then Steve brings in, you know, talks about the pest control that saw Uh evidence of squirrels in the house, which I can't imagine that Carrie and Jason, you know, on national television, people are like, you have squirrels in your house. (laughs) You know, great. Thanks. 
Amy says when this man was alive, he was a former owner. He lived there, died there, more likely in his 70s, in or around the 40s. Amy says a lot of his focus was concerning entrepreneurs. He, She talked a lot about, or yeah, he talked a lot about business and she kind of got like dirt, handling dirt, maybe mining. And Amy thinks that he had some kind of dementia. So then Steve says, well, that made me think of an Irish immigrant, John Riley. Lucy, his wife, Lucy, which is this is the first time we hear her name, um, mm-hmm. had six kids. And John was an engineer for a mining company. And so Amy's like, yeah, I think that's probably him. And then um, she says, well, John was really focused on the tree outside and he was showing Amy what he believed to be an indigenous male with a top hat. And then there was another thing standing by the male that was seven feet tall. She said both of them come in the house. She said in Sadie's room, Amy saw the tall one standing in the corner, staring at the person in that room. I don't like it. Um, Kellen has also seen a tall figure. And this is when John says, well, Sadie will keep the light on at night. She's, he said she's almost 18 years old and she can't sleep with the light mm-hmm. on off. So then we we go to the master bedroom and Amy says she's seen things through the eyes of a living woman there in the house. They're having sleep paralysis. And that's when Carrie says she wakes up every night. Sometimes she has sleep paralysis. Sometimes she doesn't. She just sees shadow figure. And then Amy asks where where does Jason sleep? And Jason says he sleeps near a window, which I don't get. I didn't get if that meant he slept in a bed near the window. He slept like in a chair by the window. I didn't. They yeah. didn't elaborate. But huh. Amy says, you know what? I got you guys swapped. She said, I'm seeing things through Jason, not Carrie. Okay. And she said the the Native American guy and the seven foot tall thing there, you know, you see him as shadow figure. She said they aren't what they seem. <laughs> she had a sketch done of what they are. So um, she drew four aliens and they are the way that you would think aliens would look with a big yeah. kind of ovally head, dark yeah. eyes. She said they don't have a nose or a mouth. And she said and that um, one has a really creepy hand. Yeah. Like it's reaching out. Yeah. And she said, Jason has been abducted by these aliens. And she also thinks another person has been abducted. And she thinks it's Kellen getting physically abducted. And so, you know, Carrie's like, well, what's like, what's happening? Are they physically gone when they're abducted? And Amy says, yeah, they're, they're gone and they bring them back. I don't understand. So if she, if mom walked into the room while he- one of that, well, the kid was abducted. He would not be in the room. He would not be in the room. And Sadie doesn't notice that he goes missing in the middle of the night. I mean, if they're truly aliens, maybe they do some little mojo on her and make oh, her yeah. sleep. Sleep. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I mean, I guess it's not out of the realm of possibilities. I'm not saying it's impossible for people to be abducted. Right. I just, I feel like with everything in the universe, it just seems odd to me that aliens would choose our planets. Mm-hmm. But, well, maybe they go everywhere. Yeah. Maybe we're just one of the stops on the way. And, you know, maybe they're interested in another life force. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm, again, I'm not saying it's impossible. It's mm-hmm. it's a possibility, obviously. I just don't know if it's one that I can fully believe. I have, I have a little bit of a hard time with being abducted from your bed and put back in. Mm-hmm. When... How how do they get you out through the window? Do they walk right through the living room? I don't know. And just 
uh, hypnotize everybody so they right. didn't see anything? Or, and if I, they do take you, and let's say they do walk through walls, does that ability then transfer to you when to they're you holding as they're you? carrying you? Yeah. It's a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions. Yeah. And I will say, you know, I've heard some stories of people being abducted and some of them I believe like yeah. missing time yeah. and, you know, hours. And, and we're not talking a few seconds. Like mm-hmm. people will miss hours and hours and hours of time. Yeah. I have a friend I, who thinks she was abducted. I think yeah. I told you about her. Yeah, you have. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not discounting anybody's belief if if somebody feels that they were abducted then i'm not discounting that i'm mm-hmm. not saying it didn't happen it just mm-hmm. it's a little tricky for me to believe mm-hmm. that's all i'm going to say mm-hmm. so you know carrie is having a hard time with this and she's like so if i go in kellen's room he's just gone and amy's like yeah and and carrie's like what do they want with him and amy's like well that's the question isn't it and i'm like <laughs> yeah but I don't know. Um, so then they're like, you know, Steve's like, well, you know, the what can we do? I'm going to leave that up to Amy. And Amy thinks that Jason has had experiences with aliens his whole life. Like, this is nothing new. This has been going on. And Jason is not surprised by this. Like, you know, Jason is like, okay, it kind of makes Attacks. sense. <laughs> yeah. And it doesn't matter if they relocate. Whatever these things are, are interested in Jason. And now interested in kellen mm-hmm. and amy says more than likely kellen will have these experiences his, his whole life as well <sighs> and steve okay. asks if if there's any way they can protect themselves and amy says what you can do is research online abduction groups join some support groups and get techniques from people that work for them on how to cope and you know what what if there's anything they can do to prevent this you know, other than that, she doesn't really have answers for them regarding the abduction. And how could she? That's kind of out of her realm. Yeah. And she said, regarding John Riley, the elder man, elderly man who lives there, she said a medium will come and assist them with him to move him on. So, you know, we got the voiceover and Amy says, I really hope that Jason joins a support group to protect himself and Kellen. And the screen says, the text says, Carrie and Jason are looking for support groups and a medium. And for now, the activity continues. Hmm. And I just wanted to say that if you or anybody you know is suffering from, you know, veteran PTSD or you're having suicidal thoughts, um, please call 988. It's the Suicide and Crisis Hotline. I promise you whatever you're going through is not worth taking your life. Mm -hmm. You're a beautiful, wonderful person. There are people in the world who love you Mm -hmm. and, and there you would leave such a hole if you were to, to leave the world. So please, please, please reach out. Mm -hmm. 988 is the crisis and suicide hotline or 911. You can call 911, but please, 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 it's okay to to ask for help. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you less of a person. It doesn't mm-hmm. make you weak or inferior in any way. It makes right. you stronger. Right. Okay, I'm off my soapbox. I just <laughs> I don't want anybody to think yeah. that the world is better without them because right. it's not. All right, I'm done. Right. All right. <sighs> well, so Amy, 
what can we expect next week? Oh, next week I will be presenting Double Jeopardy. Ooh, not the movie. Not the movie. With Ashley Judd. Right. That was a good movie. That is a good movie. Oh my I love her. I do too. (laughs) I love Ashley Judd. She is just so cute. She is. She's just adorable. She is really cute. This is season four, episode seven. And it was released, uh, or yeah, released, uh, aired, I should say, originally aired August 23rd, 2014. And I guess this takes place at the Glen Tavern Inn in Santa Paulo, California. California. And now that we've talked about the show, or we've talked about the Dead Files episode, what is the TV show? The TV show I wanted wanted to mention. R.E. Aliens is called Resident Evil. Re- sorry, Resident Alien. I was like, that is not about aliens. That not about it. That's a movie, and it scared me. Uh, I didn't very see it. Scary. I didn't see it. see it. It was very scary. Resident Alien, and it is, we've talked about it before briefly, mm-hmm. but but this made me think of it uh, when I saw you were doing a show with aliens. I'm going to read the synopsis because I looked it up a little so that I could tell everybody. Because it's really, really good. It's had two seasons. Season three will be out early fall. Where can you find it? You can find it. It's on the Sci-Fi channel. So I watch it on Hulu, but Mm -hmm. it's wherever Sci-Fi channel is available. Okay. They have some good shows, Sci-Fi does. Yeah, they do. This one, okay, the synopsis is an alien crash lands on Earth and must pass himself off as, oh, your camera's doing something goofy again. (gasps) That's really creepy. Yeah, it is. Ah. I don't like it. (laughs) Okay, I'll try reading this again. We'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, An alien crash lands on Earth and must pass himself off as a small town human doctor, Harry Vanderspiegel. (laughs) That's a name. (laughs) I know. Arriving with a secret mission to kill all humans, Mm -hmm. Harry starts off living a simple life, but things get a bit rocky when he's roped into solving a local murder and realizes he needs to assimilate into his new world. Oh, that sounds real good. It's really good. And it stars Mm -hmm. Alan Tudyk, who I'm sure you've seen in a million things. Oh, yeah. He's the voice of the chicken in Moana. Hey, hey. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's wonderful. and. he was in A Knight's Tale okay. way back when. I know day. him from Firefly, the series. Oh, with Nathan Fillion. Yep, Nathan Fillion, yeah. But it it, it takes place in a little small uh, fake town called Patience in Colorado. Okay. But it is filmed in Vancouver, and it's really beautiful. Like, the scenery is really beautiful. Yeah. It's out in the middle of nowhere with lots of mountains and stuff, and right. it's just gorgeous. Gorgeous. Oh, I love it. So it's... It's really well done. The characters are great. Mm-hmm. They have a Native American family. Nice. And that's like the main characters other mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. the alien. Alan. And so it's it's nice to see so many of those actors getting mm-hmm. work, you know, mm-hmm. that don't usually like yep. they should. Yep. And there's funny, quirky characters. There's, there's a Is it like a kid. comedy? Is it it's more a of comedy. a drama? It's a comedy. Okay. It's nice. not. I mean, there's some. It's a. Would There's it be some, a dramedy? Yeah. <laughs> it would be like we talked about before. It'd be a dramedy. It's okay. um it's a lot more funny than it is 
drama. Drama, dramatic. but it is um there is like some kind of dark themes mm-hmm. and stuff. Okay. But it's real good. And is it? Okay. Season three is coming up soon, so I'm excited. Good. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, enjoy that, everybody. Yeah. It is time for an Alanism. It's time for an Alanism. Alanism. Okay. 23. Alanism. 23-23. I went to pieces in a hand basket. <laughs> Different than hell in a handbag. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Pieces. I went to pieces in a hand basket. Some days that's what you got to do. Yeah. You know? Some days that's what happens. Some days that's all we can do is go to pieces in a hand basket. <laughs> That's right. All right. All right. Well, thanks everybody for thanks joining everybody. us. Everybody, it's getting we'll close to our bedtime, so we got to scoot. Oh my god, it's so close. Like, Toodaloo. It's ten to ten, you guys. I know. God. And I'll probably still be awake for another two hours. But. Well, I got to scroll TikTok. I mean, right? Who just goes to bed? No, no. And I noticed you sent me a TikTok. I haven't looked at it yet because I was in my other meeting. To be fair, I don't remember what I sent you. It was uh, Jordan the Stallion. Oh so yes. Oh my god, he's. Mm-mm. I don't I like it. I follow him on uh, He's Instagram too. Patootie. He's he cutie, cute. patootie. He's real cute. Uh, I follow him on Instagram too, and I saw one of his Instagrams today, and I it was a really good one. But oh, it was about stuff you can get on your birthday because he oh, does the fast food. Yes, because um, he's secrets. worked like everywhere, right? Yeah, and so he he said that uh, he went into. Krispy Kreme, I think it was. And he uh-huh. asked for his donuts that he's supposed to get. And they were like, wait, aren't you the guy that tells all the fast food secrets? And he's like, I'm actually the president of the club. And they were like, yeah, you're not getting that. <laughs> do that? I know. Like, Dude. that's not fair. No. And they all said right. something like, well, because we've been super busy since you said that. I'm like, isn't that the point? Isn't that good? To be Doesn't super busy? You're making money? Ugh, I'm people. pretty sure that's how capitalism works. Pretty sure that's how it's supposed to be. Deborah. <laughs> Jesus, Deborah. Deborah. All right. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Yeah, thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Activity Continues podcast. We really appreciate you giving us your ears for a bit. Please reach out if you have a suggestion for which episode of The Dead Files we should cover next, or if you have a spooky story you'd like us to share on the show. We can be reached at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com or through our website or any of our socials. Links are all in the description of the show. Please feel free to drop us a note and say hi. And join us next time when The Activity Continues. The Activity Continues is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media and is part of the independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. We are also proud members of the Boo Pod Network of super cool podcasts. Nailed it.